The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit, one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink, and the baptism... And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today all three readings highlight the kind of priest and savior that Jesus is. He is... As the second reading says, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. And then it goes on. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. So in other words, Jesus knows what it's like to be tested, to suffer. He became one of us completely and totally. That's why in the gospel, when you hear him refer to himself as son of man, that's his way of saying, I was born of a woman (laughs) and I am a man just like you. I'm a human being just like you. So I know how difficult it is. Granted, Jesus doesn't suffer the same consequences of original sin that we suffer. However, he had such a sensitive heart. He is a compassionate high priest that wherever he went, he was very sensitive, very aware of the suffering around him. So even though he didn't have concupiscence, which is the big theological word that we give to our fallen human nature, 
which wrestles with relationships, with God, with each other, with ourselves, with nature. Jesus did have a heightened awareness of the brokenness and the suffering around him. So that's something that we certainly have some idea of, but not to the degree that Jesus did. So things balanced out. That's kind of what I'm trying to say for Jesus. But I think it's important that we try to appreciate this. I think the Lord wants us to know today, as he said in the gospel, I came not to be served, but to serve. To give my life as a ransom for your salvation. And the first reading from Isaiah was a prophecy of that. Through his suffering, my servant will justify many, will save many, will make many holy. So as Jesus came to offer himself for our salvation, he did it willingly. He did it freely. As he said, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down. I'm the good shepherd. And I lay down my life for my sheep. So he did it out of love for us. And I think what he wants us to know is that that was something he desired to do. I was preaching last night to some some friends gathered around the fire at my house. And I highlighted a verse from Luke's gospel, chapter 22, verse 15, from the Last Supper, where Jesus says, I have greatly desired to celebrate this Passover with you. And I asked my friends, why was that? For many reasons, because he was going to save us through his Passover sacrifice. He was going to establish a new and everlasting covenant. But then he was going to establish the memorial for that. Just as the Passover meal was a memorial celebration for the Jewish people to help them recall how God had intervened in their history in a powerful way by liberating them from Egypt and leading them into the promised land eventually. So too for us, the Mass is a memorial that really makes present Jesus, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Right now there's just some bread on that altar. But after we pray, after I pray, as priest, the prayer of consecration over that bread and over the wine, it is transformed. And it becomes his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And Jesus knew that, that 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 was what he was going to do. And that was his way of perpetuating his presence, as I like to say, all throughout time so that he could stay with us. And that's the sentiment I think that we need to appreciate, that God wants us to appreciate, that he wanted to stay with us. He wanted to be with us and he wanted to stay 
with you and with me. He did not want to abandon us as we made our pilgrimage through time on the way to the Father's house because he knew that it wouldn't be easy. And he wanted to accompany us. He wanted to walk with us on our pilgrimage through time. Because if you didn't know, you're all on a pilgrimage through time. Repeat after me. I am on a pilgrimage through time. On my way to eternity. Amen. It's good to keep that perspective. It's really good to keep that perspective. But we don't walk that pilgrimage alone. I was reflecting last night that we know Jesus is at the right hand of the Father in glory, in heaven. And yet, we believe that he's also right here and will be right there in the Blessed Sacrament. So he's out of time and he's in time all at the same time. Whoa, that's a deep thought for early Sunday morning, Father. Deep thoughts with Father Jason. Any Saturday Night Live fans out there. So he's out of time and in time all at the same time. He can do that because he's God. But again, let's try to appreciate. Lord, help us to appreciate what that means for us. That you are with us. That you literally are still Emmanuel. God with us. And that you wanted to be with us as our friend, our companion, yes, our savior, our redeemer, but as a real friend and companion who is here to encourage us, who is here to serve us, as he said, to serve you and to serve me, to help us. So he is a helper. So I think sometimes we approach God from a very different angle. Like we have to serve him and please him so that I can be saved. But that's really not what he is asking of us. He's inviting us to follow him. He's inviting us to accept his friendship, his offer. Of friendship to walk with him why because as he says he is the way and the truth and the life he is the way to the father's house if we want our pilgrimage to end well <laughs> and happily ever after he says follow me follow me I'm not gonna lead you astray I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not going to steer you wrong. And my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why? Because I am going to carry it with you. I'm not just going to load you up and say, good luck. No. That's not how Jesus approaches this. But rather he says, come follow me. Yes, here's the cross. 
that we all have to carry, the burdens, the sufferings that we all have to endure in one form or another, different shapes and sizes. But I'm not going to ask you to carry your cross by yourself. I will carry it with you, just as I carried mine in some way, Jesus, in carrying his cross, was also carrying your cross and my cross so that we wouldn't feel alone or abandoned as we struggle through time on our way to the Father's house. But I also believe there is great hope and great transformation that the Lord wants to bring about on our pilgrimage. It's not like we just hope to get into heaven by the skin of our teeth. No, but as we have this friendship, this relationship with Jesus throughout time, we are transformed by his grace. And we become more and more like him, hopefully. As Christians, that's something we should be aware of and desire. We desire ourselves to be with him and to be more like him. So let's also ask the Lord to help us get in touch with our own desires for happiness and wholeness and holiness and peace and joy and truth and goodness and beauty and to recognize him the fulfillment of all desire and to have the trust and the confidence in his goodness and mercy to know that we can go to him, that we are wanted by him and that we will be embraced by him and helped by him in all of our needs and ultimately arrive at the end of our pilgrimage very happy, very fulfilled, very welcomed by the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the angels and saints, our brothers and sisters who have gone before us and live happily ever after. Amen.